0: Welcome to another episode of Sincerely the Armstrongs.
1: This week we are tackling a really important uh, subject to juicy, maybe juicy five talk. of you, but really important to us and actually recommended by you guys. We're sharing about our experience with autoimmune diseases and chronic illness. Yep,
0: yep, yep. So this is pretty pretty common thing for people. It's becoming more and more common all the time. So uh, we're hoping that this just kind of shed some light into maybe some things that you're going through, and...
1: uh, Even more so, we want to share with you guys maybe some hope, um, our experience with compassion and grace and what it looks like to, I don't know, keep pushing on when it's hard. Yep. Because life is hard. Yeah.
0: So kick back, relax, relax, and enjoy this episode. All right, so a bit of a fun topic for us, or a relevant topic for us at least. Uh, autoimmune diseases or autoimmune disorders, I've heard of all chronic, things
1: chronic illness, chronic, illness. chronic
0: yeah. pain, Yeah, um, they come in many different names and they wear different masks. And,
1: yeah, I think autoimmune yeah. diseases actually, in general, there's over like a hundred different autoimmune diseases, yeah, which is insane, yeah. and it's really um, become more popular. <laughs> It in, has, Like the last
0: decade. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't. I didn't even. I hadn't even heard that term before, until I met you. Actually, like um, you, you completely aw, introduced, introduced the topic to, to me. Yeah, now I have ones. Thanks. Oh,
1: you're welcome. And fun fact, they're contagious. So.
0: Are um, they? No. Okay. I was like, what?
1: <laughs> yeah, I gave it to you. I was like, what like, the like, heck? <laughs> no. if haven't I heard this before? I would just I'm stay so in a to box really all enjoy day.
0: Your <laughs> <arthritis>. <laughs> oh man. Well. Uh just to kind of kick us off a little bit, let's define what autoimmune disease or disorder is. Um, why don't I just start off with what I think it is, and then you can kind of fill in the blanks, because we are aware that you just you know more about it than I do, you have more experience with them than I do. So, I'm going to kind of give my two cents and you can just kind of jump in. and. Yeah, I
1: mean, I'm definitely not even an expert on them. Like I said, oh, I mean, that's so one of the things that vast. no one is an expert on. Them. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, that's a good segue in that an autoimmune disease is essentially your immune system attacking itself. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a trait that they all kind of have, have in common. Another trait that they all have in common is that it seems like they all have something to do with inflammation mm-hmm. in your system, something is inflamed. Um, A lot of times it's your immune system that's inflamed. Um, uh, Another uh, trait that they seem to share a lot is that it's almost like they kind of lie dormant in your body until they're triggered by something. And there's lots and lots of evidence to show that uh, that trigger can be a traumatic event. And the reason for that is because in trauma, we experience a lot of stress. Our bodies are just kind of flooded with too much stress that isn't regulated and um, that hurts your body. That does damage your body. It's almost like you're flooding your body with um, just too much of this this substance and it just overdoes it. Um, and another trait, just jumping off of that one, is that no one actually knows for sure what causes them. Yeah. Um, there is no, uh, you know, clear medical definition as to what causes a autoimmune disease yeah yeah
1: just like with most mental health issues um there's kind of a lot of different factors that can go into it so like Mm -hmm. said, it can be stress it can be a traumatic event it could be um you have a little bit of genetics for it and then it's kind of like the perfect storm happens and you are predisposed for it and somehow you have an autoimmune disease now and it manifests itself in this really weird sometimes unique to just you sometimes only 10 people have the diagnosis sometimes 100 people sometimes a thousand um but the way it manifests can be really unique and even people with the same diagnosis um can have different symptoms it's not like if you have rheumatoid arthritis you're absolutely going to have all these same symptoms as everyone else so it's just um, different for everybody yeah it's a very unique experience and
0: another thing that's frustrating about all of that is that um, it can be a long time until it does manifest itself. So, you know, you you, you can have this uh, kind of triggering event, but then it doesn't actually, you don't know, experience symptoms until it can be years later. Right. And um, we need to start like bringing on like statistics, start actually having like we'll fact checking. Check. <laughs> but in our own research into these, we've read articles of people who, uh, Tied it into a a trauma experience that they had from childhood, mm-hmm. and then later on in their adult life, they they uh, developed this yeah this disorder.
1: And sometimes with that, uh, people can experience what's called like adrenal fatigue, um, which is only now starting to be recognized by like most medical associations, but has been practiced and understood by like holistic and hmm. um, integrative doctors for a long time is that um, your adrenal glands just, they produce too much stress, yep. cortisol, and they don't know what to do with it. And so your body um, e- like easily slips into, everything is a bear's attacking me. Everything is high intensity. Everything is reliving your childhood trauma. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and so your adrenal glands just don't know how to shut off and how to normalize and regulate your hormones. Yeah. And it is. It's really impactful to your body. And yeah. then that can kind of, lead into this and a lot of people will be like oh I've been fine and then they start looking back and they're like wow maybe I have been more tired than most people or maybe I have been more likely to get sick than most people Mm or um and now autoimmune diseases are so kind of common that it's like maybe not even most people maybe you're just as tired as your friend with lupus
0: yeah yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) what was shocking for me when I kind of entered into this world and started to well really I was forced to learn about it because I developed my own autoimmune disease, is that uh, just all these uh, conditions that I knew of beforehand, like r- rheumatoid arthritis, mm-hmm. that is an autoimmune disease. Yeah. But I didn't know that.
1: Yeah,
0: And then other things have to do with, like, a digestive system. and Yeah, even, so like you were um, saying,
1: inflammation is yeah. um, a really, like noted as kind of a root cause of what's happening in your body, is everything's mm-hmm. inflamed. And what they're finding is that... Um, Inflammation is actually now being linked for even things like depression. It's literally inflammation in your oh, mind. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um,
1: and so, inflammation is like crazy, man. Crazy what it yeah. does to your body. And a lot of that actually stems from, you know, your gut is denoted as your second brain. And so, that's why things like leaky gut, gut health, you know, probiotic craze, yeah. um, everyone's starting to really look into that and invest, investigate yeah. it as something serious because yeah. um, you're. Gut has the ability to tell your body to do a lot of things, mm-hmm. just like your brain does. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, you know, it can cause inflammation in your brain or things like that. So yeah. um, inflammation and gut health are a huge part of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's kind of dive into kind of our own experiences right now. Uh, do you want to go first or when do you want me to go first? That might seem to <laughs> be yeah. much shorter. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, let's see, when was that? Was that?
1: It was just over a year ago.
0: Yeah, so that was uh, December into January.
1: 2018, Yeah, so
0: I was diagnosed in January, but I had my my doctor's visit in December, which I'll, yeah. I'll go into. I just don't want to say what it, what it is right now, because as soon as I say what that doctor visit was, they'll know what the disease. was. Okay, so anyways. So, now that we've
1: <laughs> made this really big cliffhanger. Yeah.
0: Right? So, let's see, when did it start? It started, so, uh, what, like... November 2018, yeah, maybe in September 2018. It was 2018, bad for months. During Thanksgiving, I had because symptoms you eat. for months. Yeah. I had the worst stomach pain, just uh, intense nausea. I couldn't eat anything without my stomach uh, being in a lot of pain. Um, I was going to the bathroom five, six, seven yeah. times a day. Talked
1: about feeling um, nauseous. Yeah, feeling my just
0: diarrhea, just all all day oh. long. I mean, yeah, that's that's what that's what it's like. Oh, Are yeah, we have
1: to say diarrhea
0: on the internet? No, going no, I to say diarrhea. Are we
1: gonna bleep it out? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't even know how to do that. Um, for months, for months and months and months, and I just didn't think of anything of it. I thought it'd go away on its own. And then I went to who was in my girlfriend Alyssa's <laughs> uh, family's house for Thanksgiving in November, and that's when it got the worst. That is when I mean I've told you this so many times before, but yeah. there was this night where I was just lying there in bed, and it felt like I know people say this type of thing this type of thing all the time, but like I legit I mean this so seriously that I felt like someone was stabbing my gut with yeah. a uh dagger that was like on fire and was like twisting it around. I was laying there and I'm a pretty tough guy. Like I like to think that I have a really high pain tolerance. I'm lying there and I'm going I may have to we go to need the a ER. Bowl of nails like, for breakfast. I've never gone to the hospital. Yeah. At that point I, gone, I have yeah. now. But at that point I had never gone to the hospital. I had never had you know, I just don't have that mindset of like, oh I'm sick, let's go to the doctor. Yeah. So I'm lying there. And I'm like, I might need to call an ambulance right now. I feel like I'm dying. Yeah. Um and so um about a month later, I am in the uh, hospital for a colonoscopy, and yeah, so that was fun. <laughs> That's where they, they put you to bed, and they stick a camera up your butt, and they look around your colon and your your small and large intestine, and your, I don't think they're going to your stomach. I don't know. I don't remember what the whole procedure's like. I don't even know they can do that. I don't think so. <laughs> and um, yeah, they basically look for anything that isn't supposed to be there. Um, and what they found was that in, um, different parts of my, of my digestive system, it was inflamed and, uh, I was diagnosed, um, with ulcerative colitis. Which um, is basically inflammation. Basically inflammation. Um, if you know what it's like to have an ulcer, you can kind of think of it as that way um and again remember we said that autoimmune diseases are chronic which means that you have them for your whole life yeah you don't heal heal from them but you do um
1: there's remission and relapse yeah
0: right so basically after you kind of overcome that first wave of symptoms you can take medicine to make the symptoms go away and then it basically again lies dormant until it's triggered again by something yeah um, so for me, what that looks like, my triggers are stress and, uh, stress is caused by anxiety for me. Um, it's also caused by a bad diet, especially gluten. Um, so since then I have gone gluten free except for beer and, um, yes, yeah, so diet and stress are big ones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously I can do manageable amounts of stress. Um, you know, stress is kind of. You can't really avoid it. That's just life, right? But it's going that extra step to take care of myself and just be aware of what's going on with me and what's going on with my surroundings. Um, putting extra care into my mental health, into my emotional health, and then especially my physical health. So just make sure I'm exercising, I'm eating really well, yeah. and you know I can't slack with those things. So I I can take normal amounts of stress, but um, you know uh, just to kind of go back even a little bit further. I don't know what it was that caused it. Um, but I have a good idea that it came from this time in my life where I was experiencing extreme anxiety for like a year and a half, two years. And you, you you can go back and listen to, uh, my, my solo talk on anxiety. And that's the time period that I'm talking about where I was just, my body is being flooded with that stress all the time. And so that just took a toll on it. So, um, I can take normal stress. I can't take stress like that anymore. Yeah. So. I think that's something that's
1: interesting is that as we find there's an increase in autoimmune diseases, we also have these people that are like overworked and, um, you know, chronically in a hustle and wearing themselves thin and workaholics. And, um, you know, we have technology, which they say is keeping our minds on in ways that it hasn't really had to be before. It keeps us always feeling like we have to be attached to people and always working and always engaging and, um, and now we're seeing this rise in basically people being too tired. Their yeah. body starts fighting back. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. yeah,
1: And also we have we a lot of people working on their self-development and self-awareness and we're able to kind of identify like, hey, what if trauma has something to do with what our body is going through? Yeah. yeah
0: it's um, like this revelation.
1: Yeah. So I just think it's kind of a cool place to be right now to see people like... Getting to the roots of stuff and not pushing it under the table and exposing,
0: yeah, like, I mean, a
1: holistic perspective of what oh, our yeah, yeah. experience as a human is. Love it. I
0: love holistic mindsets. And, you know, something that we talk a lot about is um, just this huge uprise that we've seen in anxiety being, mm-hmm. like, a topic of conversation. Which actually has and, a lot to do with your gut health. Yeah. So that's just, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting to see that kind of come up.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. So. Um,
1: well, I started my experience. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I started my experience um, really briefly. I, you know, started dislocating my shoulders when I was playing tournament softball. I was eight. A few, a few years crazy later. crazy young. Yeah. You were
0: dislocating your shoulder when you were eight? I
1: know, which, oh like, my at gosh. the time. I've never
0: dislocated any bones. Okay,
1: so I come from, um. Or,
0: not bones, joints. <laughs>
1: I was in a, I was a child in an abusive home, um, and so I grew up very, very fast. And so honestly, even thinking back to little Alyssa who was eight and dislocated her shoulder, I'm oh, like, it's... but she was 27. It's fine. Yeah. Like, Wait, it's, when I was eight, I was it's like, crazy how, how am about.
0: I going to beat the Elite Four? I don't know, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was worried really about when I was eight. No, when I
1: was eight, I was like, I have to be on the Olympic team for softball or else I'm nothing. <laughs> like, yeah, therapy. <laughs> Um very
0: different childhoods, you
1: and I. Yeah. But uh I mean I had a good childhood, don't get me wrong. No, I, totally I come idea, from yeah, a yeah. very blessed. Family I've heard a lot also, of good stories. Ways, I've heard great stories. <laughs> <Grace, Grace. laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I had a lot of trauma also in my childhood. I um so I started experiencing these kind of weird things when I was eight. I um also had like asthma and I was born with food allergies and just, you know, kind of weird stuff. <laughs> I was then Diagnosed with abdominal migraines by the time I was 11. What's an ab-
0: ab- ab- abdominal migraine?
1: So basically for anyone who's ever had Ab-nig. a migraine, imagine that same kind of blinding, intense pain in your stomach.
0: I've never even had a migraine.
1: So I've had b- imagine bad like headaches the worst headache had. and then amplify it.
0: I've heard migraines be defined as almost like you're nauseous in your head.
1: Sure. I'm sure that
0: people, they like everyone experiences it differently. Yeah, for me, it feels... Mike,
1: I like to think that I'm Harry Potter and I've just been hit in the head by, like, will, will like Voldemort. Voldemort's yeah, nearby
0: and, and it hurts. Your, it's your, your, like your scar hurts. It's, like,
1: blinding, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because you terrible. can't see half the time. Yeah, your I've your never had that. It sucks. <laughs> and it did. So, for me, they're like, you know, you're a little girl. When you become a woman, start your period, you will probably experience, like, real migraines. Jeez. And that did happen um, when I was fourteen, and I dislocated my hip, and then it really started investigating, like, "Hey, something's not right with your body." Um,
0: Dislocating your hip?
1: Oh my Yeah, I know. I was fourteen. You're gonna walk around like a little, a little walker. A little walker. And ironically, <laughs> at the time, I was playing an old lady in a play. And oh. And I was like, "You're just really getting into character." There you go. <laughs> and I was healed and time God has to a plan for you. Yeah, honestly, God. He is a God,
0: and He has a plan for us all. <laughs>
1: Weird is it? What may are be. all these churches
0: for? <laughs>
1: <laughs> um. Yeah, so uh I, you know, I went through like a lot of testing and this is what not quite a decade ago, but closer to a decade than not and at that time like autoimmune diseases were really fresh. Like I had a cousin who had one, so I knew some about it. That yeah. I had a cousin who had lupus and so mm-hmm. I knew some about it. And my mom was really good because she was really into like holistic health and stuff and so she yeah. was more informed, but like doctors weren't really sure what to do with it. Yeah. Um oftentimes they're still not really sure what to do with it. Yeah. But like society had no idea when I was like, I have to go gluten free and they were like, You have to go what? What's, what's, what's gluten? gluten? <laughs> I,
0: I, I remember. So when you want some more bread? Yeah. <laughs> like funny enough, the person who the first person I ever heard that word come out of their mouth, gluten,
1: yeah. is
0: from a member of my family on my mom's side who has a rheumatoid arthritis to the oh, extreme. It kind of runs her family like, where her hands are all crooked and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah it's funny. Oh, so
1: anyways, that's not funny. That's not funny. It's not
0: funny. It's interesting.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I had a bunch of diagnoses when I was, I think, 16 or 17. They officially were like, you have juvenile, arth- juvenile arthritis which is rheumatoid arthritis, but I'm under 18. Um, oh,
0: juvenile but, arthritis. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what is that word you're saying? <laughs>
1: Sorry, I have the hiccups right now, Juvenal and it's really arthritis. hard to talk. <laughs> <Juvenal arthritis. laughs> um, I, had, I was diagnosed with lupus, and then a couple of other things that were like, I'm not really sure, maybe you have this.
0: Can you tell us what lupus is really quick?
1: Yeah, so lupus is, lupus an, is an inflammatory disease that can cause things like um, fatigue, inflammation. It commonly is seen with this really specific rash. Um, mm. And then it's basically like your body is fighting against itself, so it can cause things like organs shutting down. Um, you can get headaches from it. You'll have sensitivities to yeah. things. Yeah. and It's kind of like all-encompassing. Like it's yeah. your whole body just doesn't want to work, and yeah. it'll cause it to hurt in weird ways. Yeah. One of the biggest things I feel from that is like, I just get really bad joint pain and Mm -hmm. um, my body aches. Like imagine you just worked out the hardest you've ever worked out but all you did was get out of bed and like it just sucks. (laughs) Um, does that sound fun? And some other things that kind of go with that are like thyroid problems, hormone problems, so you have issues regulating your body temperature or um, hormone problems. You can read into that. Um, Things just kind of hurt a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, and you don't really know why, and there's not really any real reason. So I was diagnosed really, really young. Most people get diagnosed with lupus, um, later in their twenties or thirties. Um, it's more prevalent in women than it is in men. Um, and so we were always kind of like intrigued as to why it started so young in me. Um, but one thing I did know was that a lot of the medicines that they prescribed, especially early on in the development of Trying to understand what this autoimmune disease was was that um, there's a lot of fallout. Hmm. Um, so there's been a lot of popularity for drugs with lupus that have caused like people to have infertility problems, suicidal thoughts, wow. like really extreme stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I. You had, don't want to be on those. Yeah, I had a, a wise Who enough wants to be on community <laughs> around me to tell me like, "Hey, this probably isn't good."
0: You're not going to hurt and get a bed, but you're going to want to kill yourself. <laughs>
1: yeah. Either way. Western um, medicine. Yeah. We have a solution. It'll make things worse. Um.
0: Those those commercials for yeah. like different pills, pills or, like, but side effects does. might include heart attacks, death, and people are, like, dancing in the yeah. background.
1: Like your problem in the first place was, like, a track infection. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, that's what I was diagnosed with. Fast forward to present day, I don't really know what of those I align with because I think with the development of audio, they're so loosely
0: defined that it's like it doesn't
1: even really matter anymore what my diagnosis is. I know I don't want to take the medicines for it, and I know that I have to try to combat this in a holistic way. Yeah, so I've kind of come to this place where I'm like, I don't necessarily care what the titles are, I just want to get to what is happening Mm -hmm. in my body. Mm um and the best way to do that I found is through people that really understand the body <laughs>
0: yeah yeah um what,
1: what
0: what has been I don't even know if you could answer this without having to think about it for a long time but like what has been like your biggest hurdle that you've had to come over o- overcome <laughs>
1: um I think having an autoimmune disease and especially having it at a time for me that was very um like it's a huge part of your development I got it mm. when I was a young teenager yeah. just starting to date just yeah, that's crazy to understand. and even through college and even now it can be very isolating um and it, it can you make you feel very about. alone it can make you feel worried and constantly like mm-hmm. you know people would want to go out for milkshakes and stay up till 2 a.m and i was like i literally can't do that or i won't feel good for five days like
0: oh no we did that all the time i'm so sorry <laughs>
1: <laughs> you are worth it you're the only person i do the move um
0: Took, took me down with you yeah now I, have I just
1: gave you an autoimmune disease instead <laughs> but i do think like for anyone listening to this if you can have compassion or if you have one like know that you're understood like it can be so hard to be in chronic pain it can be exhausting it yeah. can be isolating you know takes even your just, hope away yeah you just,
0: you just become hopeless after a while just to like, be super transparent with you guys <laughs>
1: like I literally, what, two days ago, was Mm -hmm. on the couch and said, like, I just don't want to do this anymore. And those moments happen still, but I do think that as you learn to grow with it, you can get hope and you can gain understanding that there are better ways to live and ways to feel better. And, you know, you see someone else's success story where they finally felt better and it's like, okay, I can do this. I just have to keep trying to figure out what's right for my body.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: What do you think is the hardest thing you've had to experience, like, with having an autoimmune disease? And then maybe what's any advice you'd give to someone? Because you've had to deal with a lot of, like, my crap. <laughs>
0: yeah, you know, any difficulties that I've experienced with the autoimmune diseases have not really been on my part other than my initial first, uh, like, symptom.
1: Yeah. You haven't um, had too bad of relapse. No,
0: mine's, mine's pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Mine's pretty easy as far as they go. Um so the hardest thing that I've had to overcome for my own yeah, like I said, it was just the initial uh experience with it. Um I think that when uh I, I remember being on the phone with my doctor when he told me my diagnosis, you know? Yeah, I like, I mean I've diagnosed you with this. Actually I remember waking up from my procedure and him telling me mm. and being like, oh, autoimmune. Like I knew what it was because I had you. Yeah. And, and then I forgot, <laughs> I forgot about that because I was all loopy still, you know, yeah. and I remember like being at, back at, at school and college and just being like, what, whatever came of that? Like, what was my diagnosis? And so I had to, no, he called me. Yeah. Yeah. I remember sitting in that, in that common room with you and he called me up yeah. and reminded me basically that he diagnosed me with this autoimmune disease called ulcerative colitis. And I think that moment right there was the hardest hurdle for me to overcome simply because I had to kind of accept the fact that I had this disease. Yeah. And that might seem like a big deal to a lot of people. And I mean, to me, it's not a big deal now. But then, I mean, you have to remember that I'm someone who just wasn't in the doctor's office a lot. I think the worst thing that ever happened yeah. to me at that point was like when I was a kid, I broke my arm. I've gotten some stitches a couple of times.
1: But nothing like internal. I mean,
0: I guess I was hit by a car on my motorcycle a yeah. couple times. Those <laughs> things
1: are all, like, I did go to the
0: hospital activity. and the ambulance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but also the things that I was healed from.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, I don't, I was healed from nothing them and it was like it never happen. happened, you know? Um, and then I was, I'm told that there's this thing inside of me that I basically had to take care of for the rest of my life. Yeah. And that was kind of a shock. Um... It was just I don't know. It was just kind of a bummer. I remember sitting there, getting on the phone with him, just being like, "This is my life now," and I mean that was probably like a little too extreme of a reaction because it's really not that big of a deal, you know. My biggest bummer basically is that I can't eat gluten, and probably shouldn't be eating gluten anyways. So <laughs> it's like whatever, you know. that's just not that big of a deal. Yeah. Um. So like I said, my experience with my experience with it since then has been pretty easy. Um. I'm a healthy person to begin with anyways. I go to the gym on my own. I eat well on my own. So, you know, yeah, it didn't really change my lifestyle all that much. What um, were you going to say? Something?
1: I think that, yeah, I was going to say that a moment of like diagnosis can be really weird. Yeah. It's, yeah. And like, it's I have nice this shocking. friend who tells this story. She, it was on um, Christmas Eve, actually. She was diagnosed. And she was diagnosed, uh, I know she'd be fine with me sharing this. So she was diagnosed with IBS and endometriosis. Yeah. Both on the same day. And then they were just <laughs> like, hey, you're going to have these forever. Here's your Christmas present. Dang. Like, yeah. And that's it. And yeah. there's not a lot of follow up, which yeah. can be really hard, too, because it's kind of like
0: you're sent traditional out to the world doctors on your
1: own. aren't really there. To like help you. They're only there for emergencies, which is fine. That's what they're trained to do. Like it's nothing wrong of them yeah. on their part. Um but it's just can be really shocking, especially when you're a young person yeah. diagnosed with something you're gonna have forever to just like be handed it. It's like yeah. being handed a baby that All right, is gonna luck. throw up forever and then you're yeah. just like, I don't know what to do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay, oh, yeah. we'll go on to your second question. What's some advice that I have? Is that was. Was that the question?
1: Yeah, or maybe even just what's been your experience of being with me? Amazing. Oh man, yeah, that's a loaded question.
0: We could have hours of conversation on that alone. Well, do you guys have time? Um, We have time. (laughs) I'm sure it'll come up in other episodes. But my experience with you, my experience with being married to someone and living with someone who has this condition, where sometimes she just doesn't want to get out of bed in the morning essentially that you know there have been times you just wake up you're just like I'm sick today that's how it is good morning world I'm sick today you know and um, that affects me too you know that affects my day it affects my schedule it affects I now have someone to take care of um, and so my I don't know if I have any advice I think my advice is just to be gracious and to remember um that, you know, life is not about you anymore, and you have this person that you've chosen to live life with, and that you've basically given your heart to, and um it's a real opportunity for you to show love, it's a real opportunity for you to be gracious and nurturing and compassionate, Um and yeah, and I promise you that, that person feels way worse about it than you ever possibly could, and so making sure that you're expressing that grace and you're expressing that compassion in a way that really just reassures them that they are not a burden and that they are not, you know, really just like this th- helpless thing that you have to take care of. Because they're really not, you know, if you weren't there, they'd be, they'd be totally fine. Yeah. Um, but again, you're married to this person, you guys are spouses, you're, your spirits are intertwined and Again, it's it's an opportunity to to show compassion and grace and, and love and, you know, be nurturing to this person who, um, again, doesn't need you, but greatly, greatly benefits from those things that you have to give them. Yeah. I have to um, say it makes yeah. a
1: huge difference. Like, you don't have to do this, but days when it is really hard to get up and I'm like, I hurt all over. I don't know mm-hmm. what to do. When you're like, okay, so we'll stay in bed all day and you like bring me a pillow and some snacks and you're like, so we're going to have a great day anyways. Like,
0: those are the great, I love those days. Those are awesome. <laughs> I think you
1: honestly live for those days. I don't think that's a challenge. No,
0: those, those days are awesome. But I they, love those days. like
1: that mentality makes such a difference in my life.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's really helpful. You also used to like carry me around school when my knees were too painful Give you to walk on. Getting some rides, and, you know? Yeah, you've done a really good job of supporting me. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome.
0: I hope it's made a difference.
1: It does. <laughs> um, I think the other part of that, like, something that's really common with autoimmune diseases actually is a lot of mental health problems. Um, and so because inflammation yeah. is the what we think is one of the root causes, it actually can also lead to a lot of, like, depression and anxiety. And people mm-hmm. used to think, well, okay, this is a commonality that's coming up. But it's probably just because, you know, like, people are home or, like, you know, being sick is expensive. It is. And so that can create anxiety. Yep.
0: Um,
1: it yep. is. By the way, quick side note, having a chronic illness is so financially draining. Like, what 20-year-old in college has $200 a month to spend on supplements, not to talk about, oh like, gosh. medical bills or anything like ER that. ER visits
0: like, and, oi. Oh yeah.
1: If yeah. you have someone in your life who's going through that, make them dinner, make them cookies. Like, it's so much to go through. <laughs> <Yep>. Um <laughs> uh but yeah so there's like this really strong correlation and they were like well you know it's just because they're going through this and that and their life circumstances or you know their life's not panning out how they want it so they're experiencing depression but it's actually furthered the research to say no we think inflammation actually causes depression and no i think inflammation actually causes anxiety and so um being aware of that i guess Mm -hmm. just like understanding that what you're going through it's going to impact your mind and what your mind goes through no. like trauma it's going to impact your body and no. everything that we do is so interconnected so when you're seeking healing from something like this like i know a lot in my own journey for the physical health that i'm seeking i also have to say like well maybe i need to dig into some of my like soul stuff and maybe i need to try to heal some stuff mm. from my childhood and like yeah. all of it is tied together you can't it's heal connected. one without yeah. the other yeah
0: yeah, I remember we were in Barnes and Noble at one time, and you found that book that talks the exactly inflamed about the inflamed mind
1: by Edward Bullmore.
0: There you go, the inflamed mind,
1: by Edward Bullmore. Yeah, have by it right Edward
0: Bullmore. Oh, you have it. Yeah. I didn't know you have it. Did you buy it? <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, I, exactly. remember I, it. It I remember you ordered it. I remember
0: that. Back. Yeah, yeah. But it talks just about that. You know, it talks about just. Uh, I mean, you know, I didn't. I didn't read you. You read it. <laughs> so. Do you? Can you tell us some of the ways in which inflammation of the body can affect? You know depression and stuff like that. Is that does it have to do with inflammation like blocking passageways
1: um, or what i think so i don't want to say something wrong we could come back with maybe some facts on this but it basically is like your brain is inflamed and that causes um like your ability to release serotonin and other things like that like it's not as functional yeah um and so when your brain's inflamed like it just feels irritated. like imagine having you know inflammation in your hands it hurts it's swollen it doesn't feel good yeah um and so you have the same thing going on in your head yeah um but of course your head is the epic center of your whole body so it can also cause other stuff going on in your body yeah um and that's why there's actually been i think i've talked to you about this but the development of the study with like ACEs research. Have I told you about this? Mm, I don't think so. Okay, so I think ACEs is absolutely fascinating. Um, This isn't solely all that it's used for, but this is like how I have come to know it. And basically it is research that was done in the early 1990s that then was like re-dug up just recently. And it's like this 10 question survey that they've created. ACEs stands for Adverse Childhood Experiences. Um, And so it's like a 10 question survey they've created that doctors are starting to use to screen because they have found that people with traumatic childhood circumstances Mm. are likely to develop more um, health issues, even things like. Heart problems. Oh yeah, heart um, problems cholesterol are huge. Yeah. And same thing, they like pushed away this research in the 1990s because they were like, "Oh, it just means you know you had some bad event in your childhood, you're likely yeah. to be a drinker, or you're likely to be yeah. a smoker, so you're gonna have lung problems." Right. But people, even without any reckless behavior, are still developing these health problems. And mm-hmm. So it's just crazy to think like our mind-body connection is so real. Um, there's this great book called The Body Keeps the Score.
0: The body keeps the score. Yeah.
1: But I think a lot of people, too, then, the other side of that have started to say, like, I've heard, especially in Christian circles, people turn that against the person. And they're like, oh, you want to be sick. Or, oh, you just don't want to heal from this. Or, like, your mind is what's making you sick. And that is, like, a really ugly Mm -hmm. way to go about it. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just finding this balance to say, like, you can go through trauma and it can cause these things in your body and you yeah. have the responsibility to heal them, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you're making yourself sick. Yeah. Like you can't bring that on yourself. Right. And
0: right. Yeah. Yeah. What are some things that you do commonly, whether that's every day or every other day or something like that, or at least every week to kind of take care of yourself uh, specifically in prevention of, of you know, symptoms
1: um, I think one that I'm working on a lot right now is developing like consistency with supplements and consistency oh, yeah. with... Just
0: waking up in the morning and taking those vitamins and yeah. at night taking whatever does you take at Making night. Making
1: sure you take all of them. I drink a lot of yeah. teas. Your body digests liquids better than it digests. Yep. Solid, so yep, yep, yep. you know, get in your dandelion root tea for your liver, dandelion
0: root tea, get
1: in your peppermint, get in your ginger tea, yep. for peppermint it. tea every night Riding for inflammation. us, yeah. yeah. Um, just like really investing in that and seeing it to be worth the investment.
0: I think people are so scared to spend money on better quality foods, yeah, supplements, things like that, yeah. And then you know, they which I totally understand, but then they go and spend that money on something else, right. so. Like Just,
1: you'll spend $6 on a matcha latte, but you It's so
0: important yeah. to prioritize the better quality food products, the organic meats, the organic vegetables, staying away from the processed food aisles, which basically is everything inside of the store, right? <laughs> there's there's kind of this like uh, rule of thumb to stick on the outside of the grocery store, right? Because okay. the outside of the grocery store is where you have the meats and the vegetables yeah. and fruits. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. What what else?
1: Um, I have a daily practice of writing and I find that really helps my like journaling. Mind. Yeah.
0: Or write some poetry. Um, I write poetry some even
1: if like I don't have any time to write, like cuz I like to like reflect on my day and journal and like mm-hmm. do meditation with it. Um, even if I don't have time to do that, I have a practice where I'll write at least a haiku every day. Um, just to like
0: so tap in yeah.
1: <laughs> to that part of your brain. Um, cause if you can tap into that part of your brain, it's going to be activated then for the rest of your day and you'll yeah. be more aware of your mind body connection. Do
0: you find that calms it down? Writing um, haikus or writing, you know, journaling and writing poetry or something like that. Does that calm yeah, you down a little bit?
1: sometimes. Journaling really does. Anytime I'm writing, I have a, I'm a recovering perfectionist, so I have an inner critic yeah. It's really hard.
0: Absolutely. So, I get so that. yeah.
1: That can be difficult. I totally understand <laughs> that. It's not like
0: you write something to calm down, then you read it back and you're like, "What is this crap?" Yeah. It makes you angry. But it's like,
1: like your daily journal. ever They're going to reject this.
0: me as a person. I'm going to think I'm a freak.
1: <laughs> no, I've even been like.
0: I don't think I am Aragorn. I just think I'm a little bit like Aragorn.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Who's this Ryan? <laughs> 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 um, Ryan
0: <laughs> yeah yeah that's yeah. that's good so
1: being intentional to make a mind body connection some way so that's yoga yeah. is a really big one for me too yoga Ooh, and meditation you know
0: I, I need to let you get me into yoga sometimes.
1: <laughs> remember that one time we tried to in the back school hallways
0: what <laughs> the school hallways yeah, oh, like
1: behind the behind chair.
0: the gym on the staircase
1: yeah 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 oh, I done awesome.
0: yoga food times. I stretch a lot. A lot of my stretches that I do are kind of like yoga derived.
1: Yeah. I mean stretching is I guess more that would yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: But yoga is really but, about like I mean, there's practices of yoga that are solely breathing. So it's literally oh, totally. just like the yeah. breathing that you have right. incorporated with it.
0: I don't do it for more than five minutes. So yeah. that's what I need to change. <laughs> yeah, I'm starting to incorporate yoga into my my weekly Schedule like once, twice a week, yeah, do some yoga. But then I'm like, I could be spending this time lifting some weights right now. What am I doing? My shoulders are getting <laughs> small, good you know what I need, you. Get- <laughs> like, it's
1: I know, but that that's... mentality to say this is a pointless thing to and, put it into yeah, your perspective. Yeah,
0: and there's like, totally some unhealthy mental yeah. aspect in there for me. It just being like, oh, I gotta be big, you know, and yeah. ignoring something that, that could be doing this beneficial for my body.
1: I do that even sometimes with yoga. I'll be like, I could be getting physically looking the way that I want, but like, yoga is going to help me be a nice person. So I guess it's kind of important. (laughs) I think
0: yoga can do all kinds of great things for you,
1: man. It's great. The other thing that's been really hard for me is finding ways to balance stress, which you talked about is like huge. And that one's really hard for me because I. She is a fickle mistress, tell
0: you what, man. (laughs) Mistress or <laughs> stress <laughs> is just uh it's just she it's a thief in you. the night, I will yeah. tell you.
1: And I think it's hard to like create a lifestyle that doesn't have high stress, but then you're not bored.
0: Man, I mean, my stress is so subtle that okay, so like I've said, this, I said this again in my my solo talk about anxiety that mm. my like first. Telltale sign that I'm experiencing stress or anxiety is that my feet get sweaty. Yeah, it's my first sign, and usually my hands get like clammy too. When I'm at work, I'm in my I'm I'm in the office. Yeah, it, that is happening consistently.
1: Yeah,
0: I am. I it's have just this a swamp this subtle dude. Yeah, I have this like <laughs> subtle stress that just is hanging out underneath the surface. Yeah. It's just chilling. You know. Yeah, it's put the lazy boy chair back and it's kicked his feet up and it's drinking a beer and it's just chilling there. Yeah. And it's just like, what's up, Evan? This is your daily life. <laughs> but yeah, I tell you right, my, my shoes are like, gross. How do you like
1: How do you undo that then? At the end of your day, because like, let's say right now, you're yeah. in new your job, like you I can't really that. change that. How do you like cope from that without just going numb or suppressing the things that you need to do? Because I think a lot of people who struggle yeah. with anxiety and stress is they actually push off the things that they really need to do.
0: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think I am, I am uh, pfft, guilty of doing that, of pushing off the things I'm anxious about. Mm. It's like I just don't, I don't want to pay attention to them. I want to do something else. I want to watch TV or I want to play games or I want to go to the gym or something like that. You know, I want to do something else. Um, I think it's really make sure you've been intentional about your time. And so you know, work time is work time, right? But what I do when I get home is 100% up to me. Mm-hmm. It's completely in my power. And so, um, again, the gym really does help, you know, make sure I'm exercising, getting out that energy, getting out that frustration, getting that serotonin flowing in my brain, um, endorphins, yeah, all that stuff, very important. Um, also, just I just enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I really have a fun time exercising. I love it so much. Yeah, It's so much fun for me. It is such a privilege and a a luxury really to to do that, even though physically it's not a luxury, it hurts. <laughs> but it just uh yeah, I feel I'm very, very lucky that I have the resources and the time to do that. So, anyways, um, um yeah, I don't know. Beyond that, it's really just um some specific that I even just said to you a little bit ago is that uh because I have to get up so early the next morning, I have I, I struggle a lot with sleep anxiety. Um, if I know the night before that the next morning I have to wake up early, that just makes me so freaking anxious and I can't go to sleep because I'm, I'm checking my alarm clock. I'm like, okay, if I fall asleep right now at this moment, I'll get seven hours, 30 minutes and 26 seconds of sleep, 25 seconds, 24 seconds. And that just, that hammers on my, my mind and my heart just starts to beat really fast. I can't, I can't get out of that. I can't, I can't get out of it. Um, and so I'm just screwed. Like, so I have to make sure that I start my night right from the very beginning hours before that even happens hours before i'm going to bed and so what i like to do is let's say i'm going to go to bed 9 30 that night by 7 o'clock i am not doing anything more i have no more responsibilities i want to make sure that i have you know no more work to do i've gone to the gym i've done my laundry i've done the dishes and for the rest of that night, I get to take care of myself. I get to relax. I get to read a book. I get to watch TV. You know, I get to drink tea and calm down. And there's nothing else for me to think about anymore. Yeah. yeah. So that that really helps. You know, when you, when you put things off into the last minute or when you wait and save things for later in the day, which almost always becomes nighttime, That just... Makes it worse.
1: Yeah, and then you don't feel good because you're not accomplishing all that you thought you were going to that day. Yeah, I usually like, do
0: a we get a less good of a job. Adrenaline
1: rushes, or we get dopamine hits every time we accomplish something we said we were going to accomplish, and so like you end up actually feeling worse about yourself if you push it all to the night and then you're not getting it all done. Yeah. And, yeah. Something that's interesting about stress is that a lot of people can actually um, get like adrenaline highs off of it, and so I think. Or I, I I maybe I wonder is like can people almost get hooked on it
0: I've how does heard that incorporate into our yeah health? I've heard a lot that people can people work really well under pressure
1: mm-hmm. and
0: they work really well under stress and stuff like that like they they thrive on that environment which I, I like I kind of understand I'm totally that person but at the same time I am almost like hey I would encourage you to like change yeah. <laughs>
1: I've definitely be different. Don't do that. that like, <laughs>
0: Learn a new way.
1: I know that I really like big risk moments. I love show night. I love performing. Oh, I mean, even. yeah.
0: I mean, same. I love like I kind of, love when kind of, you kind of have to. I like sure. doing
1: events because it's like everything has to come together right now to be perfect. Yeah. And I love that. And I think maybe even sometimes in my life, thinking about it right now, there's been times where I've been. Looking for that next like high almost of like something stressful and that can lead to like toxic behaviors even mm-hmm. and then of course that's going to impact your health because your poor adrenal glands are like I'm exhausted man you're keeping yeah. me up twenty four seven and we're not Vegas we're meant to have hibernation. <laughs>
0: <laughs> ugh, I hate Vegas. <laughs> Anytime anyone mentions word Vegas, I'm like ugh, filth of this earth. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah yeah so this is a topic that we could just talk about for a long time we would love to have some guests on the show to have just conversations that have more perspectives and voices about it but we've got to come to an end alas yeah
1: yeah well we'd love to hear from you guys as always um what's your experience like with health have you been through this do you know someone who has (laughs) how can you have you had a colonoscopy (laughs)
0: Yeah. So we uh, we like to end these with trying to give you kind of uh, like a challenge. Yeah. Um, but I think
1: health, especially, it can be hard and debilitating to feel like you have any control over your own health. Yeah. You feel
0: like you're alone. You feel like you really have. Yeah. like yeah, say you, have, you don't you have, really you no know power. what the
1: next step is, and you don't know not what to do. You do have power. Yeah. You have so, the
0: ability to change things. So we encourage you guys. Yeah. We'd love to see you. So, I mean, for me that was a huge turnaround in events for me was really just taking control and taking ownership for my day-to-day life. I really learned how to say no to things that I've been saying yes to too much, Um, making sure that I wasn't overscheduling myself, which causes stress and overworking, doesn't give you time to uh, take care of yourself or calm down. Um, So say no to more things, but then saying yes to things that are important that maybe I was overlooking, like calming down, like doing yoga or exercising or something like that, like reading a book, like praying or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Life
1: really shouldn't be about what you're having to deprive yourself of, but like what are you filling your life with?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, I think another challenge I'd give you guys is like this week figure out a way to learn more about what it is you're going through or what someone in your life might be going through. You know, there's a lot of really good books out there. Try to get some new perspectives. Mm-hmm. Um, in general, if you're a girl listening to this, even if you're a guy, but especially if you're a girl, go do research outside of health, like health class about your period, like understand what your body is actually going through. Yeah. Um, do something that makes you feel like you have knowledge so that you can go in and you can talk to doctors like you know what you're talking about because um, oftentimes they might not hear you for what your experience is but the more that you can educate yourself the more that you can be a part of the conversation um and you should be a part of the conversation because it's your body
0: yep yeah so as always dm us Give us questions, give us topics. We love to include you guys. We love to incorporate all of your voices. Um, I think like the last including this one, the last four topics have been ones that people asked for. Yeah. Um, and we have we have loved that. We have enjoyed it so much. So keep doing that guys. DM us at Sincere the Armstrongs on Instagram and Talk you guys next week.